Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. try that button right see i haven't done a show in the studio for so long i forgot what all these buttons are for all righty uh yes this is oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor digitex it's 134 in edmonton guests on our show receive gift certificates to roos chris steakhouse now open for lunch monday through friday at 11 30 a.m uh roos chris it's the greatest steak you've ever had follow sizzle to 9990 jasper avenue tell rebecca and the staff that orders now sent you orders uh, returned last night we got back in around i don't know 115 130 ish uh on the ice in 26 minutes basically what uh, ken hitchcock refers to as a designate practice a lot of conversation uh, about ken's comments after the game uh, you heard my diatribe uh, for uh and again, I get it. If you're not a fan of the Oilers, and we do have people that listen to the show that like other teams, that's uh, their prerogative. People say it's a loser's lament to uh, complain about officiating. Uh, there's individuals that say uh, officials don't influence games, and I'd say that's complete horse crap. Uh, depending on when calls are made and not made, and referred to two incidents in the first period with McDavid where clearly sticks were parallel or his stick was held and there were no calls my theory refs only want to make the easy calls today uh, the speed of the game and the speed of mcdavid is a unique thing i remember a story ron luciano the baseball umpire talking about nolan ryan's fastball and not being able to pick it up <laughs> and let's not forget that a lot of the officials in the league played hockey and there's a reason why they didn't advance beyond to the next level as players and then you're asking them to officiate games in which uh you know, you've got the fastest players in the world, and McDavid is a different animal onto every onto his own. The human factor, like Kazari officiating last, to me, that's minor. Like, I, I really don't think that officials go specifically out of their way to screw other uh, teams or players. I don't believe that exists that much. Though, when Denny Morrell officiated back in the 80s, there were a lot of people in Alberta that didn't like him. Um, who runs hockey, the middle class? Do they do enough of a job protecting the stars? I think that is up for debate. I know Jason Gregors just put a tweet out on uh, too often NHL's best stars are punished for being better as refs don't call infractions. 2007, 4.85 power plays per game. That was the average for each team. 4.85. Today, we're down to 3.14. So basically, you know, we're calling two-thirds as many power plays today uh, than we did 11 years ago, which is why you have to factor in the numbers early in the career for Ovechkin and Crosby because they had so much more power play time and so much more five-on-three power play time. John Shannon is chomping at the bit. He's a friend of the officials, but he's got a global view of the league as well. We welcome back to the show as soon as I can get this button to work here. There we go. Hi, John. How are you? Hello, Bob. Doing great. Doing great. Great. Losers lament Ken Hitchcock's comment after last night's game on McDavid, or is there something to it? Well, um, it's funny. On Friday night's telecast, I actually did a segment in the second intermission saying that Connor doesn't get very many calls. Uh, and I actually put a little bit of the uh, 
the blame on Connor. Not because he's so good, we all know that. Not because he's so fast, we all know that. But he doesn't whine. He do, I mean, I, I, I can tell you right now that Wayne Gretzky, when he was unhappy, every official on the ice knew it from yeah. the moment they dropped the puck. Yeah. Sidney Crosby, when he's unhappy, they know that they know that Sidney's going to be ticked off, and uh, and that's that's the human element. I, and I, to be honest, I think Connor is and, and it, I mean, Connor's such a gentleman. He's so low key. Uh, he's a, there's no question he's a leader, but he leads by example with his play. That when he gets when he gets knocked down and he feels it should have been a penalty, I, I don't see him saying enough. I want him to. I want Connor McDavid to get mad. So what you're That's saying? What just 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 to clarify here. So you're blaming the victim. <laughs> I know you're not. I am. I, I am. Uh, I, I am saying that the squeaky wheel gets gets, gets the oil. Attention. Gets the oil. That's right. Uh, and listen, Connor McDavid can be the most intimidating player on the ice all the time. But he's he's a gentleman. And I mean, Friday night in the Flyer game, uh, I think it was Radko Gudis. Uh, you know, it was a it was a body check. It was late. It should have been an interference penalty. Scott Connor just got up and skated away. Scott, oh, Scott Lawton, you're right. Scott, you're right. Scott, Scott Lawton Scott tackled him in the middle of the ice. Tackled him. And, and and Connor just got up and skated away. Yeah. So and if and if Connor's not going to fight for himself, and I can understand and appreciate that, that's his choice. Then somebody better do it. And whether that's Peter Shirelli on the phone to Stephen Walkham, or Ken Hitchcock on the phone to Hockey Operations, uh, then I I think it's about time somebody stood up for Connor. All right. Uh, do you agree or disagree that the officials only want to make the easy calls? I mean, penalties are way down from where they were 10, 11 years ago. I, I think that they have been now conditioned to look for such nitpicky calls that they're, they, they're so conflicted when there's a body check and, oh, that's a good, that's a good hard check. I mean, there are, let's face it, you can go to the front of the net now. You can, uh, I mean, when we get one or two really good hits in a game, we all think, wow, what a great physical game it yeah. was. Uh, I, I just, I think that they're looking for a certain style of penalty, uh, whether it be on the hands, whether it be... Uh, they don't even call uh, it. Well, but, but, but now what's happened is, is that it, it's almost like the NBA, where the referees set a tone and then they can change their mind. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, listen, I, you're, you're right. I am a friend of the officials. I do believe in the game. I believe that everything is pretty darn good. But I, I, I did say on Friday night on the broadcast that I think Connor should stick up more and start yelling more because I think he'll get more attention. Yeah. I, I again, I, I think that they've put stuff in place that make you know easy calls, firing the puck over glass. That's an automatic. Too many men's a pretty easy call because the linesman can get involved in that. I think. Do you buy the cons? Like, I know for a fact, umpires, when a guy's got real gas, when a guy can, th- you know, is a hundred mile an hour pitcher and he's got movement on his fastball, those are the toughest guys uh, for umpires to handle. And I, I would have to think for the officials, when a guy like McDavid's coming at you Mach four. I mean, there was a play in the Winnipeg game, John. You were there uh, in the first period. Drysaddle flipped it up the yeah. middle. And if you're Josh the, Morrison, yeah. Right? Uh, and Josh if, Morrison, and if you're yeah. a Jets fan, you're like, oh, Josh Morrissey played that perfectly. 
Watch it. He held him. It was on. It, he 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 got inside and held him. That's a penalty, and they didn't. Well, he, and here's what's happened. Ken Hitchcock did his job last night. He got everybody riled up. Guys in Toronto, guys in New York, have heard it, and let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, Hitch, Hitch is a master. Hitch is a master at this kind of stuff. And again, I I lessen the human factor, the Kazari element. I just don't. I, I believe the officials are better than that. You know what I mean? There might be a little of that, but I you know like I I remember when Denny Morrell worked games in Alberta. I wondered sometimes as a younger guy, is he out? Like seriously, it seems every time it didn't it didn't matter. The the best games were when he worked at Edmonton Calgary game, but when he worked yeah. right, he was fine doing those games, but. The Flames fans hated him. The Oilers fans hated him. I remember listening to John Short's show, and he used to just go nuts. But I don't think we got guys like that today that, as officials, think they're bigger than the players. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I don't think I don't think the two-man system allows for that. I, I really don't. There you go. I, I think that, that, and that's one of the reasons why the two-man system was put in place. The problem becomes is what what do they what do they view, and how are they controlling the egregious penalties? Uh, and I, you know, it's uh, it's the classic, and, I, and you're going to laugh at me. It's the classic Canadian mentality. We do things that, you know, for a quarter of the cost that our American friends do because we get them done still. Well, that's what Connor does. Connor, Connor gets everything done. Connor still plays. Connor, Connor still gets his point. And what, what's the problem? You know that I mean, and I, I just think I, 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 as I said, I'd just like to see Connor mad one day. I'd like to see him. You know, be in the face. I mean, how many times did we see Wayne on the bench just bellowing? Even hear him in the at old uh, Northlands. How about hear him bellowing how, at the refs? How about Mark Messier two-handing guys across the wrists, then being called, and then following the ref to the uh, penalty box, yeah. ber- berating the official? And deploying all seven of the words that George Carlin said you couldn't say on TV because he got them all in. And just remember, it's not for the call that's been made; it's for the next call that they're doing this. John, does the, the league call. does the league protect their stars enough the way other leagues do? Uh, well, I tell you what, I uh, you know, I mean, I, I I think that they have tried to. I mean, I, I you know, I, what I do think is that I don't think it's like the NBA where. You know, you got to a certain level and you got away with everything. Um, but, you know, I, I think people would suggest that after Sidney Crosby uh, whacked uh, Mark Mathot's bigger to smithereens and Sidney got nothing, they, you know, they, they do it both ways. So I, 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 don't have, I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. I do have a problem with inconsistency of how guys are, are held, still held and, and clutched all the time. Um, so... That's a that I'm not answering your question because I think it's I mean there are how many stars are we talking about? We have, there's lots of stars, and there and there's a, a ton of guys that get away with lots of things. I mean Ovi's been getting away with things forever. Okay, does the middle class run hockey? The Peterborough Mafia and people like that. <laughs> well, I don't think so. There's okay. one guy running hockey. There's one guy running hockey, Bob. That's one Gary. Guy. Gary Gary runs hockey. Gary runs hockey. All right, let's switch focus. Uh, you were in town on Friday. Uh, the Oilers beat the Flyers 4-1. Edmonton was ripe for the picking, John, as you know, early in that game. Koskinen was stellar. And then uh, Philly kind of went away, and they were dispassionate. Uh, we flew to uh, Vancouver Saturday. Flyers went there Friday night. 
they stunk in Vancouver. I mean, they reeked. They were awful. Yeah. And Dave Haxtall was dead man walking. They fired him today. Who's going in there? Well, I don't think Chuck's got somebody specific right now, and that's why Scott Gordon's going to be the coach in the interim. Um, you know, I, I never, you know, the stories yesterday was that it was going to be Joel Quinville. I, I just don't see Joel Quinville going into a situation right now that isn't on the verge of winning the Stanley Cup. I think I think Quinville now has the ability to call his spot, and he'll just wait the summertime until the summertime. I was told that he doesn't want to teach anymore. And he just wants to win. So you have to find a mature team, a team on the on the cusp of winning, and Joel would be your guy to take him over the top. Um, okay. Who else might be in the mix? Well, I, as I said, I think I think I think Chuck. I mean, I think you have to take a look at any of the guys that that are out there, whether it's Todd or a few of the other guys, Alevino. Um, you know, I mean, Chuck had Mikey O for six years in in, uh, no. in in Minnesota. Well, hey, stranger things have happened. But I, I actually think it might be a little early. I think that uh, that Chuck is now, you know, going to take his time. He's not hiring somebody. I don't think he's hiring somebody eight days before Christmas. And I think he's going to take his time. And hopefully, this is enough of a change to spur the the Flyers on. Uh, to get a couple of wins because they're, they're even though they looked I, th- I thought they looked awful in both games you talked about yeah um, you know they're still not out of it you know that's the Metropolitan Division has kind of kind of gone sluggish on us and and uh, they're not that far away I think six points out of a wild card you know what's interesting John is a month ago everybody was talking about how only three teams out of the Pacific are going to make the playoffs well, right, yeah. right now, five of the eight, you know, the five teams that hold playoff spots down in the West are from the Pacific. Yeah, I know. It's fascinating. Did you see that happening? I didn't. There's one of those guys that said there'll be five out of the Central. Yep. And and three out of the Pacific. Uh, I uh, and, and it's not the three I expected to be out of the Pacific. I expected San Jose to be better than they are. Um, and I expected L.A. to be better than they are. But, uh, I, you know, when you look at Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg is the cream of the crop in the West now, I think. Uh, what, what, wait a sec, that, wait a sec. What about Calgary? I still like Winnipeg. Okay. I really do. I, I, and I like Calgary, too. But I, I still, I, I think Winnipeg, when you, and you were, again, you saw Dustin Bufflin control the game on Thursday night. I mean, he was spectacular. And he was pretty good again last night. They're completely holding the play. John, they're completely healthy. That's like Nashville. No. Nashville's got four significant players out. When they get all their guys back, they're going to be right there with the Jets. Uh, you know, the Oilers played that game. They didn't have Clefbaum. They didn't have Russell. And that's part yeah. of the reason why the ice got tilted. I mean, if the Jet, that's in, in today's NHL, you get injuries to the wrong guys, giving the competitive balance. That's the term Gary likes, right? He doesn't like parity, competitive balance. Okay. You, you get competitive. I mean, put it this way: if the Jets lose Dustin Bufflin, and for the sake of argument, you know, I mean, everyone's like, well, if the Oilers lose McDavid, they're toast. Fair enough. But you know what? The Oilers lose two of their top four defensemen. It's now you're moving slotting guys up higher. I mean, maybe the Jets are more capable of handling it because they got a 
uh, uh, Sammy Niku coming on the back end. But, the, you know, yeah. right now Nashville's down four pretty good players, and the Jets are basically completely healthy. Those things have a way of sort of evening out during the course of the season. Yeah, they, they do, and that's why it's a little early with the five T's in the Pacific. You know, the Pacific's on a good run, let's face it. And, and, and hey, that's why the coaching changes were supposed were made in the Western Conference. All four coaching changes until today were made in the Western Conference. Yeah. People think they had a chance to get to the playoffs, you know. What do you think about uh, St. Louis? Uh, Edmonton's got St. Louis. How did you think of uh, Craig Berube's comments yesterday? Well... You know, I, 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 we already get a sense of frustration. I mean, um, you know, and I, and I think that that filters down from Doug. You know, I mean, if they, keep, they can't keep this up and have Doug Armstrong expect to be patient any longer. Um, but, I mean, I, I, you know, when, when the season started, when you looked at their four centers, you thought, uh, you know, uh, Shin, O'Reilly, Bozak, and Robert Thomas, the young rookie out of Hamilton, you thought, oh, they're going to be pretty good down the middle. Well, they haven't been. In fact, Braden Shen has uh, Braden Shen's been bounced around. And they miss Schwartz when he's not been, uh, when he's been injured. There's, I mean, Petrangelo is not playing. Uh, their goaltending, Jake Allen's been okay, but he, he gets spurts of uh, mediocrity. So they're, I, I just don't know. I, I thought they were going to be better. I just don't know what they are, and we haven't even mentioned Vladdy Tarasenko, who has has gone from being a forty goal scorer to a twenty goal scorer. Are they too slow? Might be. They might be. You know, I mean, and that was always the concern that Armstrong had uh, when Ken was the coach, uh, and they beat Chicago, and and that that was their chance, and and he tried to even after that uh, that playoff run, they tried to go smaller and faster. Um, but you know what? The league has gotten smaller and faster faster than St. Louis. And it caught up to L.A., it caught up to San Jose for a bit, and it's caught up to the Blues. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. By the way, Patrick Maroon this year, wow, he's having, I mean, and that just, maybe it shows us something about the Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl effect. You got Alex Chase on $650,000 with yeah. uh, 15, 15 goals and plus 10. Patrick Maroon in 25 games this season has played, uh, he's played the 25 games, he's got one goal and he's minus 15. Yikes! He's having a tough yeah, year. He's a good guy, but he's having a tough year. And it, and you know what? The thing with uh, the thing with that uh, when you talk about McDavid and Drysaddle, remember all those wingers that Daniel and Henrik Sedin used to have, yes. and they have great years and they expect to get big raises. Yeah. And then uh, you know they wouldn't sign and uh, plug in another guy, Trent Platt or Anson Carter. Or, well, Anson or Carter was the one that the Anson Carter John's the one that blew it because he he yeah, he, did. he totally. blew it. Right, and I yeah, I got news for you. I don't know if Alex Chason's the permanent full time answer, but I, I he has enough humility and um, and I I sense he he's a consummate pro. He's low maintenance. To me, yeah. he's a guy that would get it. Hey, if I could get a two year deal at a million to a million and a half bucks moving forward here, and be an option to play in their top nine and play some time with these guys, I'd take that. Right, this is a guy that absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Just don't. Yes. And here's here's the uh, here's the caveat from an oiler perspective. Just don't overpay him. Yeah. Just don't overpay him. Well, you know what? They didn't bite on. In fairness, the Oilers didn't sign Maroon to a three-year extension. No, I don't. Well, I'm 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 just. 
I, you know, I mean, I, the one thing that Chase on can do is he can finish. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that he he has shown me that he never showed in Ottawa or Dallas or Calgary, showed a little bit in Washington, was that ability to fight through checks and the ability to go in the corners. Yeah. So he he you know he's taking full advantage of this opportunity and good for him. John, we won't be talking to you before Chris. Are you coming into town this week? No, 27. All right. Well, thanks for the warning. Merry Christmas. Uh, the gift certificates will be at the front desk, right? Uh, sure, we'll work on that for you. Hey, Brendan, can you help a brother out here? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Take care, John. Merry Christmas, Bob. You bet. 12.53 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. We'll uh, check out for a second on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 12.55 in Edmonton. Want to tell you, we got a couple of Oilers Now road trips. Uh, close in, almost completely sold out to Nashville and Vegas. See the Oilers playing two of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League. These Oilers Now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation. We'll have a welcome reception and special guests as well. Plus, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Just regarding the special guests, we never tell you who's going to show up, but some of them have been really great, great guests over the years. Limited space to get on these road trips to see uh, the Oilers play in uh, Nashville and Vegas. For the Oilers now, roadies, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. I have literally hundreds of texts that have come in here. Hundreds. Uh... Let's uh, go to Oil Fan in Calgary on our Heartland Ford text line. Here we go. Bob, these guys hanging off McDavid is brutal. I don't like the excuse that they don't call that stuff on him because if they did, there would be a penalty every shift. Yeah, it's true, but if you had a couple games where the Oilers were on the power play the whole game and scored 12 goals, it wouldn't take too long and other teams would learn to stop cheating and then they wouldn't have to call one on every shift anymore. That's it, just a frustrated Oilers fan in Calgary. And that is the other part of it that they didn't discuss. Is it a philosophy or an approach from opposition teams. You know what? We'll take our chances. Interfere with them, you know, uh, haul them down, angle them off, grab a stick, grab his jersey, because we'll take the chances that maybe the refs call it one out of every six times. We'll take our chances on that. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, uh, how do you continue to use plus-minus as a gauge? It makes elite players look worse and below-average guys better. Look at what Dello sent out. Sid is plus-10. Jarmelson is plus-6. Sid is minus-10 when the goalies are out on or on shorthanded goals. Jarmelson is plus-12. It can really destroy uh, distort things. You know what? That's something. I actually had this conversation with Tyler about this very topic. Okay. I did. I 100% agree with them. And it's another illustration of how middle class controls the game. They're going to change the plus-minus stat. It's stupid. You know, it's crazy, right? The Oilers have a great one-goal, great record in one-goal games. But that's because they've had a bunch of goals scored against them when they've had the empty net. Like, they've played close to the best virtually every game this year. All right. We're going to hear from you. 
on River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Brendan Escott's also going to have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing after a 630 Chad News Weather Traffic Update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.